You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With, with Renee Canales, Fogues, and James Baccioni. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Friday edition of Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am Renee Canales, and I'm joined in the studio by John Fogues Fogarty and our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. James Baccioni will be here momentarily, but thank you for joining us. We weren't here yesterday, so we missed you guys very, very much, but we're excited to be back in the studio. On the docket today. Dude, we totally freaking missed you. Totally freaking missed you, bro. But on the docket today... (laughs) We have uh, more NFL free agency talk. We're going to have a buy or sell segment on that. We're going to have college basketball's conference tournaments uh, as they are on all cylinders right now. We have Duke UNC. Round three. Round three tonight, 9 p.m. Zion Williamson played last night for the first time in over a month, so he's going to... Played is a... Interesting description to give it. How about dominated? All right. So he he was 13 of 13 from the field. He 29 points, blocks. 14 rebounds, five blocks. Yep. This Couple dude is an animal. And he even hit a and three-pointer. Almost got tripped up, too. Oh, Frank still found a Still found a way to. That's just Grayson Allen karma. <clears throat> That's all that is. is the, <laughs> the ghost of Grayson Allen and what he did in the past just coming back. Yep. To why not? Wait. St. John's getting demolished last night against Marquette oh, over man. at the Garden. I think that about spells the end of the Johnny season. I don't know. I, I, I still think they're I, in. Think they, yeah. I think they make it. You beat Marquette twice. Beat Villanova. Beat Villanova. And then just got spanked by Marquette last night. I think they, they still They make got it. spanked, but they still beat them Spanked twice. is even an understatement. Yeah, spanked isn't even a word. They oh, got man. annihilated last night. If you're a St. John's fan and you rated that as a movie, that's rated X. Okay, <laughs> you got absolutely thrown around for two hours. <laughs> oh, man. It was a bad way to go out in the Big East tournament. Yeah, it was a bad yeah, way. That was, Especially after a nice win against DePaul. And, uh, yeah, on, and all their comments that, hey, we packed for four days, baby. We packed for four days. You live in New York. Yeah. You're like, you you're for like four 10 days. miles You're like 10 away. blocks from home. <laughs> but uh, so – that happened last night as well, so that's bad news for the Johnnies, but uh, we still think they get in. Um, and then some Yankee news as well uh, on the injury front with Severino. We got Aaron Hicks, CeCe Sabathia, so we'll give a little update on that. And trivia. <laughs> supposed to take place yesterday, but obviously we weren't here. But Big Mike, the question master today. Mm-hmm. Has his questions ready so who's, to uh, go? Who's going against who today? What's the matchup? If Mike's the question master, are we all three? I going? say we all three go. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I hope you guys studied up on your NHL stuff. Definitely did not. <laughs> I actually had forgotten about it until this morning. Uh, <laughs> I actually read volumes A through K of the NHL encyclopedia. <laughs> so as long as you stay at the front half of the alphabet, I should be good. That's an absolute joke. The NHL is definitely going to be my weakest yeah. of the four. Okay, video games in NHL were definitely are definitely like. I'm pissed. Good. I missed video games. They were they were actually some hard they were hard questions. Dude, as long I don't even, think I think I would have gotten it. I just want to hear what some of these questions were. Who was the question master? Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. I'll ask him what he gets here. Uh, so phone number to call six three one six seven six two nine six eight. If you want to join the conversation, that's six three one six seven six two nine six eight. Pick up the phone. 
Give it a ring. Um, before Jimmy gets in, let, I want to touch on the Yankees real quick. Luis Severino, Brian Cashman announced, will be out until at least May. That's when he won't begin to throw in you know, Major League Baseball. But he will play some catch. He said he hasn't felt any new pain since the, uh, since the anti-inflammatory meds were uh, kicked in. So that's good news. A month off, best case scenario. Mm-hmm. No surgery as of right now, which means that he won't miss that much of the season. One month, I think the Yankees will do fine with that. I think you can stay afloat. Yep. With the offense that they have, Stay afloat. I think yeah. he'll do just fine if he misses a month rather than the entire season. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. So I wouldn't even be surprised if it's a little bit more than a month. I'll take okay, it. Take in the sweet time. Let him throw a couple Absolutely. of extended spring training games at the end of April. Absolutely. Okay, get under, get really confident. Let him work a couple of good starts, then bring him up. Mm-hmm. Okay, and especially if the team's winning. If you're in murky water, 500 come that time, yeah, maybe you might want to bring him up. Hovering under 500 and say the Red Sox are off to a hot start and the Rays are off to a hot start. Yeah, you might say, all right, we got to get them up now. But, I mean, the, the Yankees have the luxury where they should be able to win some ball games without him. Obviously, we know probably the biggest weakness of this team. I wouldn't even call it a weakness, but question mark is the starting rotation. Absolutely. Right. Obviously, he's the guy that we picture at the front of, us, front of it if he could be Luis Severino for a full year. This does make that harder for him, though. I mean, this was a year where it was a big, not make or break, but a big prove-it year for Luis Severino, especially now signing the extension where the Yankees are saying, hey, we believe in you, let's see what you got, taking him out of those arbitration years. And now it's going to be a tough uphill climb for him to have a successful season. Not that it can't be done, but this is a tough little uh, roadblock for him to start start his 2019 season. And I think those extended spring training games will really get him into gear and really get him going so that way when he jumps into into MLB action, gets that first start in the big leagues, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. And then he'll just kick off where he left off in the beginning of uh, the first half of last season. That's what you hope. Yeah, exactly. That's what you hope. So uh, one month out of action for Severino, comes back in May. Middle to uh, late May, I would say, if you're not rushing him back, like John said, if the Yankees are afloat, few games over 500, I think they'll take that 100%. We're actually seeing, uh, watching uh, the Yankees against the Red Sox spring training game. We actually have one of the starters who's expected to take part in the rotation while Severino is out, which is Domingo Herman, and he's pitched four, uh, uh, three and a third innings, uh, 50 pitches so far. It hasn't given up a run, which I think is great for Domingo Herman and the New York Yankees. Um other injury news, Aaron Hicks um, said he's feeling a little better after the cortisone shot. Uh, he's expected to begin the season also on the injured list. Uh, but things seem to be improving a little bit. He, uh, he's had a back uh, back issue uh, since the start of spring training. But little by little, he's beginning you know, to, to incorporate himself. And hopefully, you know, he'll come back as soon as possible as well. Don't rush it, but the Yankees can stay afloat without him. Just like Severino. In the Hicks case, does Gardner move from left to center then, or is it going to be Frazier? Or? It'll probably be Gardner probably from center. Be Gardner. Okay. Yeah, I imagine Gardner's starting opening day in yeah. that case. The reliable guy you signed him to bring him back for another year. Um, but hey, I mean, 
That's not to be said that Frazier isn't going to get playing time in this situation if Hicks is out for a little bit of an right. extended period. He really hasn't it had could the greatest be, of spring trainings either. So. No, but it could be now his avenue into making this ball club out mm-hmm. of spring training and being there come the end of March, April 1st, uh, whenever the Yankees open up their regular season schedule. March 28th, March 28th. against the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. Wow. So It's you, fast you, approaching, man. Spring yeah. training is flying through. I'm glad because oh, I'm they getting tired of this crap already. I'm getting ready for the, <laughs> the games to count. I yeah, really am. absolutely. Uh, one more uh, injury news for the New York Yankees, CeCe Sabathia. Uh, Brian Cashman also announced that he will more than likely be ready for the middle of April uh, to get his first start up uh, in games that matter. Uh, he had the uh, heart situation earlier this year. He had the surgery, so he's been out. Uh, he's been um, pitching in simulated games. Uh, and so far, so good for CC Sabathia, but that's great news as well because then then the Yankees get their, I guess you can say their fifth starter there uh, for the season, leader. locker room leader, absolutely. So good news for the Yankees there. Nothing major, which is great. It's great news, especially on the Luis Severino front. No surgery, which is absolutely outstanding. Best two words you can hear as a fan. Yeah. No surgery. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. Are you? Well, you, I'm not scared anymore. Well, well you, the, should, well, well, you, you know shouldn't what? be. You open up with the, the Baltimore ca- But Orioles. you know what? Things Cautiously could, yeah, optimistic, exactly. right. right? I mean, injuries like this, anything like that, where you're talking <clears throat> about this with a pitcher, elbow, shoulder. Anything to do with the arm. Yeah, you, you're going to worry. Yeah. Okay? Tightness, inflammation, any words like that. It's going to be cause for concern, especially this early in the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little bit colder out pitching. That's why it might be nice if he comes back when it's a little bit warmer weather. Okay, be able to pitch in Florida until then. I mean, for him was... to come up, be pitching in April, that's going to be tough if he's yeah. dealing with some kind of an arm injury. So, and right, I mean, it... you're, you're like I said, you're cautiously optimistic that it's just a little flare up, whatever it is, and it could be dealt with with two weeks yeah. or a month off where he could start throwing again. Well, that's what it's game shape, that's what it's looking like. Yeah, it, a lot of the times that's what when it's. Tightness, tendonitis, inflammation, stuff like that. You give the guy two weeks, then you start him up on the throwing program again, see how he feels, and he seems to be all systems go for now, but they're still going to take his sweet, the sweet time with yeah. him and make sure nothing is wrong at all. He, after signing the extension especially, and him being, for all rights and reasons, the ace of this Yankees team, it's imperative for him to be around. If he's not around, come – you know, the push in June, July, August into the playoff push, then that's going to be a problem. The Yankees haven't necessarily announced who will be taking their spots in the rotation, but it looks like Domingo Herman is going to be one of them. And I think the last position is going to be uh, battled out between Jonathan Loisaga and Luis Sessa, who's having a really outstanding spring training. So um, that's where the question mark lands. I got a bigger question. Okay. Jimmy Baccio only just strolls into the studio with a Dr. P. But, <laughs> P train. But, but, doesn't, but doesn't bring any Dr. P for anybody else. Um, I love me some Dr. P, so I, I would have appreciated some consideration. I'm sorry. I didn't know. 23 I know flavors. I didn't 23 know. flavors, man. 23 it's different flavors. It's been my flavors. favorite soda for years. You ever have? Oh, it's ch- my favorite. Did you ever have the cherry Dr. Pepper? Yes, of course. It's fantastic. Of course. It's I like fantastic. all the varieties of Dr. It's fantastic. Pepper. <laughs> have you guys tried that orange vanilla Coca-Cola? No. 
No. Not I don't OnlyFans. really have a desire to. Me. I heard no, Michael I'm just K asking. like having an orgasm on it the other day on his show. <laughs> well, that's because Michael K tries nothing new. <laughs> it's like a gimmick of that show. He that was he like, eats really the so guy doesn't even eat ketchup. He's never an egg. Yeah. He eats chicken dry. Like he's a no seasoning type of guy. No ketchup, no honey mustard. He's no a no, sauce. no adobo. Oh, you gotta go type barbecue sauce. No adobo. Think about type of just guy. eating a chicken tender with no dipping sauce. That's no hot sauce. Nothing. Just barbaric. a dry. It's chicken barbaric. Tender. How could you do that? That's worse than. Did you see Mitt Romney with the Twinkie cake no, blowing I didn't out see what, one what candle at a time? Is that what he did? He walked up and took one candle at a time, blew it out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> These are all wishes. I've never even thought about to do that. Serial killer alert. Yeah. Serial killer alert, man. 100%. There's something not right there. God, that guy's not running our country. That's and that's scary. coming from us being under Donald Trump for the last year and a half, two oh years. Goodness. Oh, my Lanta. I'm actually scared <laughs> now that you said that. That is actually like serial Think about that. Who, who, have you ever heard of anyone doing who that? Who heard him? <laughs> Donald Trump. What kind of, what kind of birthday... Pain do you have suppressed from your childhood days that you have to take out the candles one by one to blow them out? Mom didn't make him a cake when he was younger, so he... He didn't know what to do. doesn't know what to do. He did yeah. not know how to handle it. Goodness oh gracious. God. I'm actually scared now for my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's look at the uh, college basketball conference tournaments. Duke-UNC tonight, 9 p.m. on ESPN. Zion Williamson played last night. And the Duke uh, win over Syracuse in their first matchup of the ACC tournament. And as John so eloquently said it earlier, Zion dominated last night. 29 points, 13 of 13 from the field, five blocks. How many assists did you say? 14? 14 14 rebounds. rebounds. 14 rebounds, excuse me. 14 rebounds. I mean, what a way to introduce yourself into this ACC tournament after missing nearly a month. And one three-pointer. <laughs> That's the biggest stat of all. The dude one came three. back and didn't miss. Oh, I know. I mean, given he... that probably 10 out of the 13 were dunks. Five. Was it five dunks? Five. His first one was an well, absolute the rest layups. slam. No, I, it's I mean, impressive. But it, just, it just shows, shows how easily he can get to the paint at will. And it also just shows and how he's... different Duke is. With, with him, him, without him. Oh, of course. Three and three without I him. Mean, much different team. He is the centerpiece of this team, and I think that game last night all but solidifies him as the number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, I mean, of course. He I, puts I, I him don't head th- above I don't heels. think that really – Not that there was much of a question before that. really up but, for question. But, but he came back and just – But facing a – North- Still look, made everyone look like little boys. Yeah. Uh, facing a North Carolina team now who's beaten Duke twice this season, of course, but both those games without Zion – the first game, obviously, the team to shoot game. Yep. The second game, uh, recently, when they when they lost. But what was the key in those games for North Carolina, where they beat Duke? They were getting to the paint, and they were scoring so many points in the paint at and will. rebounding and rebounding. Now with the Zion back, I'm, I'm I think Duke wins tonight. I'm picking Duke, and I'm picking them big. Are you real? I big? I don't say big, big, but I do pick Duke tonight. I think Duke comes in. Zion's on a mission. I think Duke, the whole team, RJ Barrett, because RJ Barrett had a great second half last night as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. After losing twice to UNC during the regular season, I think Duke's got that chip on their shoulder yeah. now with Zion returning where they're going to come in on a mission tonight. I'm I really do. Um, and if he comes out and plays like this tonight against UNC, good luck slowing them down. Especially mm-hmm. if Barrett, like we said, has the second half that he had last night. 
it's going to be tough for UNC to keep up. I mean, UNC put up 83 points in their own right last night against Louisville, but Louisville's not Duke. Louisville's not Duke. Right. Exactly. Um, good. The Louisville doesn't have Zion Williamson sitting in the middle to swat any shot that comes close to the rim back. So I mean, thirty six minutes for Zion last night. They need a, They need more from Cam Reddish though, because Cam Reddish only had seven points last night in twenty eight minutes. He was two of seven from the field. And I understand you're getting most of your production from Zion Williamson and even R.J. Barrett, but for this team, I think to go all the way and win this entire thing, with, with that being March Madness, the NCAA tournament, I think. Cam Reddish needs to step it up as well. Well, Reddish's role when Zion's on the court has kind of been reduced to a spot-up shooter in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. I mean, even looking at his shooting, 2 of 7 shooting last night, 2, two of 6, six from, three. from 3. He's When his three's not going, especially in this role with Zion in the middle, because Zion's not going to be operating around the arc. No. He's going to be staying around the paint. He's going to yeah. be moving block to block, getting to the high post, looking for a pass, and looking to get one dribble and get the ball up. And even uh, and That's it, what he does, and his physical force and speed – and even his offensive rebounding is so great where have him underneath the basket, and it makes shooting the basketball easier. And even so if, for Reddish, if, it's going to be important for him to get his jump shot. And, and even if, if, if uh, Zion doesn't have uh, the ball, everybody's going to be looking for him. And well, if, yeah, that's yeah, the, thing. They, they, the biggest thing on the court. He's, well, he and runs then, so much faster than everybody He's going to take else. so much more attention. And it's that's the thing. A lot of his baskets last night, you look at his baskets in a transition – and it's so effortless. All of his highlights how he are in just transition. Gets down the court, and you see the rest. His the, these opposing teams. Syracuse last night was just like watching basketballs fly over their head. And Zion to the point where he, they even attempt to trip him. <laughs> that was early uh, on in the game, but he didn't, he didn't trip him. Like I said, Grayson Allen karma. That's all it is. No, Grayson Allen's was blatant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he tripped him. You don't think so? No. You think it was just he, he just had his foot. Immediately after it happened, he there. turns around and puts his arm out. That's to say, like, to be because like, oh, maybe because he like, realized what yeah. he had just d- uh, done. No, it was totally accidental, irrelevant, accidental, irrelevant. John, irrelevant. Outcome of this game tonight. What are you expecting? No, like I said, I'm taking Duke. Also, I like the chip that they have on their shoulder coming in with Zion back. I think they're going to ride that energy and momentum. And I don't think Reddish is going to have another night where he's two of six, two of seven from the field. He can't. Okay. If he, but that's the thing. If Zion's playing this way and he has any better of the night, you're talking Duke scoring 90-plus points last night. Yeah. And is UNC going to be able to score 90-plus points against Duke? We'll see. With, I mean, with I gotta, Zion in there, I, it's it'll tough. be tough. Um, but then it's going to be – that's assuming that Duke has the same offensive production last night too because, I mean, like we've said, this team has lost twice to the Tar Heels this season. But it's tough to beat any team three times in a year. Yeah. Uh, it's not an easy task to do, okay, across sports. Okay, I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at it last night. Teams will make adjustments, okay? Teams are going to figure out your weaknesses, find what, different ways to do things. So don't expect – if UNC is coming in here expecting Duke to be the same team they saw during the regular season, during regular conference play, they're in for a, kind of a, a surprise. I mean, I don't think Roy Williams is going to have them unprepared. No. But Duke's going to try to give them a I was actually look. just going to say that. I, I, I like Coach K over Roy Williams in this one. I think that's a big match. I like Coach I K like, over Roy Williams most days. Of the I know. Season. I'm just especially in this one though. I just think the game plan that Coach K is going to establish, especially with his eye on back. Well, I'm, that's the thing. Coach can K can K Roy Williams this... really beat make a game plan to beat Duke three times in a season? Especially now with Zion and back. And you know, Coach I mean, K's got that chip too because how talented this team has been all year. He knows pretty much they've been the favorite to win the national championship since tip off. When seeing how dominant Zion is, and he's lost to UNC twice. So but, that would be 
the biggest blemish on this year. He does not want to lose this game. I don't no, think anyone in no. that Duke locker room wants to lose this game. This should be a wild atmosphere tonight and should be a fun one to watch. It would be a huge win for UNC. Oh, absolutely. To beat Duke three times in a year in the Zion Williamson year. And that only solidifies their number one spot. And and uh, well, their number one seed in in the uh, NCAA tournament, I think. I think at that point. Well, I mean, there's still ACC tournament to be played after that, right? My, you know what I mean? I don't know, but Let being me, Duke three times and, and once in the ACC tournament, it's solidifies them. It's an argument. All right, but if Duke wins, would they take over a spot as a number one seed? I think they'd have to. Okay. Yeah, right away with Zion in right? there. Where else would you put? Who's him? better than Duke? When healthy? Yeah. We saw that already they this beat, year. There's they not beat, many teams they that beat Virginia them. this year. Uh, I think they're better than Gonzaga. And how sold are we on Virginia after they were one and out last year? You can you never be I mean? sold on Virginia after that. This is a team that's been around for a while now. Tennessee. I mean, not that they Tennessee had struggled down the stretch. Kentucky. <clears throat> Although I don't trust. I like Duke over all these teams we're naming. Yeah, me too. Oh, I'm not arguing that. The St. John's Red Storm. <laughs> oh God! Talk about embarrassing. That's what we said. They would get the. We said if it was a movie, it'd be rated X because they were just getting. Well, people are used to watching bad that. basketball at the Garden, right, Renee? Yeah. Are they going to make it to the tournament? I think. I they don't think so. They're I think a bubble they, now for sure. I don't I think, think they, they do. do. I think they needed to win this game. I really. That's do. a must-win game at home. Yeah. I think they still to do. go win one game in the NCAA tournament after the season you've had that was kind of up and down, up and down, up and down. Who's to say that they have any right to get in? They don't. Their quality wins. Oh, great. You beat Marquette twice. You just lost Marquette to Marquette lost last night four by 32. In a row before yeah. it got, and you like, just lost to them the by season. 32. Lost, uh, like, let up 20 po- lost by a 20 point deficit in the second half when you came in trailing by 12. Terrible. Well, a big break. No was, response. A big break was Indiana lost yesterday, and they're also kind of a bubble team, but they lost to Ohio State. Who also was. <laughs> Necessarily a bubble team as well. <laughs> How about West Virginia? Yeah, but they were at least competitive. It was seventy nine, seventy five in that oh, game. No, St. John's it, got blown, got their doors blown but off. But Indiana was under five hundred, so I think everyone said their best chance was to win multiple games in the Big Ten tournament. Fair enough. Look at Nebraska too. Oof, in the Big Ten. West Virginia. West Virginia. Oh man, Texas. Tech. Bless you, Texas Tech. Thank you. Oh, oh man, that was. <laughs> Hate to see it. UConn just got absolutely demolished right now. Oh, they played at twelve, right? Yeah. Oh, they, it was like a forty-point lead for Houston yeah, like, with just... four minutes left. That was oh, garbage. Oh, UConn only had thirty-nine points before we switched it over. Let me check, let me let, do a little quick update on the scores going on right now. Go for it, man. Do it. Uh, let's see. We got. At the half, we got Ohio State lose trailing to Michigan State, 75-57. That game's almost over. That's a one against an eight. Uh, Florida and LSU at the half with 7.30 left. Florida is down two points, 57-55 to number one LSU. Um, so if we want to throw that one on, that'd be pretty cool. That's yeah. getting down to the stretch. Um, at the half, Old Dominion is down by one to number five UAB. And the game just started, Memphis playing UCF. So – Couple games going on right now. Definitely throw on that Florida LSU game. That's a two point game. With yeah, that, we actually have left. that on right now. Yeah, that's the one to watch right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Houston, Final score. Houston destroys <laughs> UConn. <laughs> Shows no mercy. And Rhode Island beat number eight. Rhode Island beats number one VCU wow. earlier today. Wow. All right. So pretty uh, interesting day. So March. Yeah. Anything can happen, man. Eighty-four forty-five was that final score. 
Houston over UConn. Competitive. Oh, super. Very Super competitive. UConn's best game of the season. Jesus Christmas. <laughs> How do you go? No. Xavier Villanova is one to look at tonight, 6.30, another game. Um, well, Villanova had, a, had an impressive win yesterday against, against a Providence team. Yeah. That was very gritty, very competitive. Uh, they 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 they, they, sort, they pulled away late in that game. I was watching that, but Providence gave them all they can handle, and then so. in that first half especially. What do we think of LSU at this point? They're dealing with the scandal with their coach being suspended. You guys heard about that? Yeah, I mean, with the, with they, the FBI wiretap. Now they're struggling against Florida here. They should be able to beat this Florida team. I mean, you would a, imagine with the year that eight. they've had, but they're struggling with them here, and I mean. You wonder, without the guidance of a head coach, with all this drama going around this team, if it's going to affect them down the stretch. I mean, I guess this is, this is the stretch that we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at it right <laughs> yeah, now. This is it. It's happening. Florida's giving them trouble. Look at that. Another black shot, defensive rebound. Florida always seems to show up, even though they don't have the greatest of years, but that SEC tournament really makes a difference. Brick. Brick. It's a LSU. brick house. <laughs> Who wins the Big East tournament? Who cares? Villanova. Who do you see in the final against? I, I think Marquette beats Seton Hall. You think I, so? Like, so, I like Seton Hall. So lost I do t- I'm not saying they're going to blow them out. This I just was think. supposed to be the Chinese year. I don't, I don't know why I'm liking Seton Hall right now, but I mean, it's, it's going to be a tall order for them to pull it off, but I like the way they're playing. So you think C- you? You think Seton Hall can sort of pull off that, I guess, a little bit of an I upset might, there? In the Big I East? might join the crew, man. I might be a pirate. <laughs> Arg. Captain Jimmy Boccioni. I, 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 I am. Scurby. He is. A, he, you, got a, you go on a boat, right? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is a captain. Yeah. I'm the captain. I'm oh, captain, captain. Look at captain. me. I am the captain now. All right. We're going to go to break. Uh, when we come back, more college basketball talk. NFL free agency, a buy or sell on what has happened so far. Here on Chalk Talks, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Chalk Talks is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Chalk Talk here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to speak about the NFL free agency and the deals that have been made. We're going to have a little buy or sell segment here. I'm going to sit Mike. out this one because I got nothing to fucking talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mike. Well, we signed Tavon Austin. Cool, man. <laughs> cool, cool, bro. There you go. Cool, there you go. Cool, it's still bro. something. Um, That's a needle mover, just not in the right oh, direction. Yeah. <laughs> Wake me up when free agency ends. All right, there. Chill out there, Green Day. <laughs> I hate Green Day, by the way. <laughs> okay. I hate them. Don't even. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. It's my favorite band of all time. Not a fan. Okay, let's move on. Before I... Not a he's gonna throw that. He's Don't be an American dunk. idiot, bro. <laughs> what are you, a Blink One Eighty Two fan? I am a Blink One Eighty Two yeah, fan. You would be. <laughs> You'd be a fucking Green Day fan. Oh, this no, is fun. Blink sucks. This is awesome. Green Day is the most boring, generic shit. Over Blink One Eighty Two is a fucking whiny. No, it's no. Don't make fun of Tom DeLonge's voice. I'm don't you go say. there. It's I iconic. Can't. I'm done. I'm done. He's not even in the band anymore. I'm done. Yeah, for UFOs. Suck. No, because he's busy searching for UFOs and being an idiot. I think he's going to go to the White House with stupid Roswell fucking pictures and shit. Yeah, because they And just reproducing Angels and Airwaves garbage. Dude, they should remake Angels in the Outfield. That anyway. is a great movie, but yeah. I don't know. 
<laughs> anyway. So NFL <laughs> Back out of all by yourself. <laughs> <Buy herself? laughs> so Big Mike, if you would like to cue the music, that'd be absolutely outstanding. There you go. So let's take a look at some of the free agent deals that have been signed. Jimmy, we're gonna, Jimmy and John, we're going to buy or sell these deals. Let's take a look first. I want to look at Trey Flowers. Agree with the Lions. Five years, $90 million deal. Formerly of the New England Patriots. Do you buy or sell that deal? Buy. I buy everything the Lions have done so far. I like what they've done with their team. Okay, They still need weapon, one more weapon, big weapon, I think, around Matt Stafford. But you need a defense to win. I really think you're going to need a defense to stop down. Stop some of these high-powered offenses, especially in the NFC. And we've seen the best way to do that is having a pass rush. So I'm going to buy that one. They needed to do it. They got what they needed. Yeah, it's a buy for me as well. I mean, 21 sacks the last three years. And what are those two of them other than the last season coming with Matt Patricia? So now he's going back to play with Patricia. He's uh, young, man, 25 uh, yeah. years old. I'm totally buying it. I think it's a great move for the Lions. Good contract. Wait, I have a Schefter bomb. Shefty. The Dolphins have traded quarterback Ryan Tannehill oh, wow. to the Tennessee Titans. Ooh! Are we buying it? <laughs> Buy or sell it, Mike. For what? <laughs> For what? I don't know. Schefter just tweeted that. That's all it says. For nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm For curious. popcorn. <laughs> oh, man. If it's replaced, the Titans then proceeded to sign Tannehill to a one-year deal. I'm still okay. looking for the details on the deal. Yes, I'll so buy it. Nothing yet. So, so nothing they've got to find a You're quarterback. You're buying it without even knowing the return. I, I'm going <laughs> to buy it, man. Listen, it's a Who's new regime. Who's playing quarterback for you? Dan Marino's coming out of retirement. Yeah, baby. Dan oh, my phone just restarted. <laughs> uh, listen, it's a new regime. I, I can't argue with the fact that they wanted to get rid of Ryan Tannehill. So, see it, dude. It was nice. Y- was it? Eh, for the most part, it was pretty nice. He just, you know, he never lived up to being the number So what's up with Marcus Mariota now? You think just Tannehill just slides into the backup? backup. Yeah. Mariota's still the starter on that team. I mean, we've seen him have injuries in the past. Injury, so exactly. it's not a bad backup You have a quarterback to go in there, and oh. Tannehill's mobile enough where the offense wouldn't change all that much. You know what I mean? Not that he's going to run the football, but mm-hmm. he's able to get out of the pocket and extend plays, so... Not a terrible backup option. I mean, I don't know the return, but I guess before even knowing, I'll buy it for both teams because the mm-hmm. Dolphins are trying to unload Mary uh, Tannehill and the like, and the Tennessee Titans just got a pretty decent backup quarterback. Yeah, signed so. him to a one-year contract. Well, he had no guaranteed money left, mm-hmm. so that's all right. So I guess nice little shefty bomb there. We're gonna wait the details and give that to Big Mike so he can uh, walk himself off the ledge a little bit. Earl Thomas, <laughs> formerly of the Seattle Seahawks. Was supposed to go to the Dallas Cowboys. Ends up signing with the Baltimore Ravens. Four years, $55 million. Jimmy, buy or sell this deal with the Baltimore Ravens for Earl Thomas. I buy it. I mean, that team had a great has a great secondary. You add an Earl Thomas to it, a veteran leader back there. Does the injury history concern me? A little bit. Not that much that it would hesitate me from signing him, though, to be honest. I think Earl Thomas is going to be an anchor for them for those four years, and he's going to have a great career in Baltimore. Leader in that secondary, for sure, 29 years old. He's a uh, culture guy you want to bring yeah, in. absolutely. I mean, he has that winning mentality with the Legion of Boom over there in you, Seattle. You have to pay a little extra for it. It's all right. I mean, you lost a, you lost a bunch of guys on defense that you yeah. really needed to – you know, at least bring in somebody big who can actually contribute right away. You lost C.J. Mosley, Terrell you, you Suggs. Lose Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle, who went to the Los Angeles Rams. That's big, a great trade-off, man. It's a big get. It's a big get, yeah. for sure. 
Big Mike, do you buy or sell that? For Earl Thomas, yeah. I buy it. Mr. Folks. Sell it down the river. What a fucking loser. <laughs> Someone's a little upset. He said he was... Co- this dude just runs his mouth for no reason. I mean, he did say he wasn't going to take a home discount. Then don't chase us into our locker room after the game. Xavier Woods says he feels disrespected. Good for him. He's a bum anyway. All he does is take personal fouls. Well, then. We're going to draft a safety. That's all that means. Yeah. Or we're going to sign Eric Barry. Oh, well, he is out there. Now. Yeah, That's I don't true. know how much I love it with his injury history and health history, but yeah, I guess we'll see it's how expensive than what he is. I mean, I want them to draft a safety if they can, honestly. But, but I don't, think, I don't think he would be opposed to bringing him in and then even still just. It has to be cheap. They have too much internal to do. Why? Uh, so you're getting draft a guy. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah. think they're gonna have to draft a guy at the back end of this defense. Okay, it's gonna they have to come down to that, especially when they don't have a first round pick. Yeah. Do you know what number in round two they have? Twentieth. Uh, I hmm. could be wrong. Okay. No, that's fine. Just curious. Let's move on to the next free agent deal. Nick Foles, quarterback, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles. Super Bowl MVP when they beat the New England Patriots two years ago. Signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars four years, $88 million. Super Bowl 52 MVP, as I said before. 30 years old. Buy or sell, gentlemen. Blake Bortles with the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of money. It's a tough one. Uh, I mean, I love <laughs> Are it. Are you for, neutral? I love it for Nick Foles. Like, good for him. I mean, this is a guy who didn't didn't do an Antonio Brown, didn't demand, didn't do a Le'Veon Bell, didn't demand out, didn't sit out. You know, he waited his turn, got his opportunities, and took the best advantage of him and got a contract in that way. So you got to give him respect for that, and you got to appreciate that. He played his cards but, right, man. <laughs> I mean, it's just, just a, he got a chance, and he took a full advantage of it, and he's a Super Bowl MVP for life, and now he's getting paid for like it. So good for Nick Foles. Jaguars think they got their guy? Am I convinced that Nick Foles is going to make them an over-the-top team? No. No, I'm not. Are they going to be better? Yeah. yeah. But so it's, I'll buy it. But it's a lot of money. Some, they still have to put some weapons around them. It's a lot of money. Foles? Um, I buy it because it's a need for this team to try to win with the defense they have in place now before that has to get blown up. And I mean, we're already seeing pieces of it come away with Flowers last year and I mean, where this defense has gone and kind of taking that step back. They want to win while they have some pieces in place, including a younger Leonard Fournette under his rookie contract. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Yeah, him too. There's a lot that needs to happen for this Jacksonville team, but how often has this team had an opportunity where they were possibly just a quarterback away? And I think um, their defense is good comes enough. back to life this year yeah. after having an abysmal year last year. Now that you have the quarterback who can actually throw the ball downfield. In a division, too, that has its questions, yeah. to say the least. I mean... Indianapolis, I think we're thinking, is going to be the same, if not improved. I think they're one of the favorites in this division. I'm not sold on Houston. I'm really not. Um, Every year they seem to be that same team, a good regular season team, but they don't compete with the best of the best. They don't have an offensive line. Exactly. And if Jacksonville can win its division games, and Nick Foles has the ability to win these big games, and he's the kind of quarterback they needed instead of a Blake Bortles who's going to shoot you in the foot, it makes sense. The money is tough. And there is the potential that if this doesn't work out, they're going to be dealing with that for a little bit. $88 million is a lot of money to invest, especially in a franchise like Jacksonville that's not made of money. I mean, let, let, let's just look at Nick Foles previously. The last time that he got a, a, a nice, decent-sized free agent deal, 
with the St. Louis Rams, and look how that turned out. I mean, I understand that was under Jeff Fisher. Fisher, I get that. Uh, But, hey, maybe it's sort of a, I don't want to say career renaissance because he already hit that point when he he won Super Bowl MVP. But maybe he just continues that excellent run that he's had uh, as as of late. When he takes over for Carson Wentz, he leads this team into the playoffs. And, you know, few plays here or there against the Saints in the divisional round. Who knows if that narrative could have been different. We had Foles magic all over the place. I think he's solid in Jacksonville. I think it's a decent landing spot for him. I think it's not that bad. Don't underestimate John D. Filippo being the offensive coordinator. That mm-hmm. was his guy in Philly. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. So Blake Bortles, coincidentally as well, he's out of uh, Jacksonville because of this free agent signing by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Blake Bortles is looking for a job right now. All right, let's move on. Landon Collins, formerly of the New York Giants, agrees to a six-year, $84 million contract with the Washington Redskins. So the Redskins are retarded. That's all they do over and over again is just sign these terrible contracts. They also just signed Dominique rogers Gilardi, yeah. so yeah. they're literally just turning into the Giants' defense from uh, a couple seasons ago. So that's great. Yeah, how did that turn out? <laughs> Wonderful, right? So good for you, Redskins. I'm selling anything you do in free agency. Nothing to do with the player, but the contract stinks. They've Dan made, Snyder stinks. They've made one nice move in free agency. What's that? Re- bring back Adrian, Adrian Peterson. Peterson. Whoop-dee-doo. You brought back a 34-year-old running back <laughs> for a one-year deal. Congratulations, Dan Snyder. You're up for GM of the year. Oh, I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying that that's a n- he had a nice year for them last year. And he could help teach Darius Geis. Bagione, you agree? Oh, a total sell for me. I mean... I'm still upset that the Giants didn't get anything in return for Landon Collins. I appreciate Landon Collins the time he was a Giant. I'm not nothing against the player, but that contract, like Fogo was saying, is just absolutely insane. I mean, Landon Collins does not warrant that kind of guaranteed money. And I mean, but if I'm a player in the NFL, I love Landon Collins because look at the bar he set for, yeah. for 25 year olds to get a contract. Absolutely. So, but I'm totally selling on that one. I don't think he lives up to anywhere near close to that contract for the Redskins. It doesn't move the needle for them either, so I, I think, don't really I, understand it. I think they're going to find they're going to try and find a way to move them in like 2-3 years when they see that this contract is not Look all what that money they though. Who's going to want be. that? But they're going to f- try to find a way because they don't want to they don't want to continue to have that on their team. It just doesn't make sense. It didn't that contract made no sense at all. I mean, Landon Collins banked on it. He got his money. Oh, of course he, he did. That, that, that doesn't matter to him, but for the Redskins sake, god, what are you doing? Seriously, what are you sell. doing? Sell, sell, sell. Sell the shit out of that one. Big Mike, you're selling that as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. I still don't think it puts them nowhere near the top of the NFC East. Nowhere near. Yeah. Nowhere near. I mean, yeah, traded for Case Keenum, but is that I'm really a needle you, I'm, mover I'm not as even, well? I'm not even positive no. it makes them better than the Giants. No. I'm really not. They're both going to be battling for sellers. Dweller? Dweller. <laughs> Seller dweller. <laughs> Let's move on. Mark Ingram, formerly of the New Orleans Saints, agrees to a three-year, $15 million deal with the Baltimore Ravens. Buy or sell on the Mark Ingram deal. Baccioni? Uh, what was the guaranteed? Uh, what was the contract? Three years, 15. 
Yeah, I'll take it. I'll, I'll buy on that one. I mean, the Ravens have been lacking a consistent running back for how many years now, it seems like. I mean, if anyone plays fantasy football, you never know who to take on the Ravens' backfield yeah, on a no. given day, on a given weekend. So, uh, what do they have, Alex Collins? Yeah, they've gone with Collins. Ago. They've gone with, um, who's that? Who's, Gus Edwards. Yeah, it's something name Jackson. I even forgot about. Uh, <laughs> Buck Allen, all those years. Uh, so... To finally get a guy like Mark Ingram who's got a winning pedigree, yeah, sure, I'll take it for the Ravens. Yeah, I'll buy Folks. it also, just to have, especially when this is going to be a running football team with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Uh, it's important for him to have a presence he can turn around and hand the ball to. Um, and, hey, it's a good opportunity for Ingram to prove that he could be a number one back, and he can do it on his own, not just as a, a back in a backfield with Alvin Kamara. So, And it's, that's kind of been the career for Mark Ingram. He's always been a one-two punch. And a little bit later in his career, but he'll finally get that opportunity to be the featured back in Baltimore. So I, I'll buy it. Big Mike. You know, Evan Mazza produces uh, the, haystack. the Haystack before us. You no, know, he's a big Ravens fan. I'm selling the move because I don't know if Mark Ingram can be that number one back you guys think. Remember, in New Orleans, not only do you have Alvin Kamara, but you got Michael Thomas and you got Drew Brees. Sorry, Lamar Jackson's not Drew Brees, and they don't have the weapons on the outside. So you load up the box against the Baltimore Ravens and Mike uh, Mark Ingram. Strong. Strong. Very strong. <laughs> Moving on. Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, formerly of the Houston Texans, agrees to a three-year, $42 million deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Buy or sell? Oh, my God. This might happen. <laughs> it might happen. <laughs> Sorry, I just yeah. Ask that again. I was just got caught watching the game, and the biggest mistake I've ever seen in a basketball wow. game. Wow, jeez, that's terrible. Yeah, talk uh, about a fumble. LSU, LSU goes Florida, to goes yeah. to LSU's down three with 24 seconds left, and they go to roll the ball down the court to avoid the clock starting. It doesn't start till they touch it. And this guy just doesn't pick up the ball and but lets it be turned into a jump ball between him and the Florida but defender. But luckily they had the possession so error. So lucky yeah. they had the possession error. Yeah. This game would have been over. Look at this. I think the possession error is stupid, but whatever. What are you, look at it. Oh, what a, oh, what a dumbass. Jackass. What a idiot. jackass. Uh, all right, so we'll give you the final of that game once that ends. 20, 22 seconds left on the clock. Tyron Matthew, three years, $42 million deal with the Chiefs. Buy yourself. I'm buying it. Tyron Matthew. What a get. He's coming off his career high, tying his career high in tackles. He's got his career high in sacks last season. Uh, I think he's a player who, this, you know, the Chiefs apparently have been looking for a new safety for how long now since they've been looking to get Collins at the deadline yeah. from the Giants. So they get their guy, Tyron Matthews, who seems to just bring energy anywhere he goes. He's and, it a good been a get, and it would have been yeah. a cheaper get. And it would have been a cheaper get than landing Collins. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying Tyron Matthews. I think he has a. Hell of a couple seasons for the Chiefs. Yeah, he's still only twenty-seven. I'm gonna years buy old. too, like you said just now. He's twenty-seven years old. As good as Eric Berry has been for them, obviously the issues with injuries throughout and health throughout. Um, the awesome story of him being able to come back from cancer and play in the NFL again. But they just got younger, more athletic, and a whole lot of energy from the Honey Badger, Tryon Matthew. Um, it only makes a Kansas City defense that was lackluster at best last year gives them a chance to get a little bit faster and better. Big Mike. Makes him more athletic, too. I, I love it. Good coverage guy. Can help you in the run game as well. I love the move for the Chiefs. All right. Now let's look at the local teams. We have the New York Jets 
Made a few deals. Oh. LSU ties <laughs> it with 13 game. seconds left with a clutch three. The New York Jets made a few deals at the beginning of free agency. None bigger than Le'Veon Bell, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Four years, $52.5 million. Buy or sell Le'Veon Bell to the New York Jets. Baccioni. I buy it. I mean, it's the move that we said for how long now that they got to make if they want to. Yeah. They had to give Sam Donald that police. What were the Jets missing? They were missing playmakers, guys who could put the you could put the ball in their hands and they make something happen after you get after that happens. They could break scrimmage and yeah. just be exciting. And that's what the Jets were missing. That's and Le'Veon Bell brings that in. You give that blanket for Sam Donald. It's only going to be a good move. You can imagine. He seems to be happy. He's got his money. He's got his guaranteed money. He's got his. You know, he's, he's, he's a Jet now. Every, he's officially a Jet for four years. I think it's only a good move. I'll buy it. Everything from the videos that, that, that's been put up, you know, he seems to be super excited to be on this team. Folks, for you, no, buy yourself? It's, it's an absolute buy. It's a move the Jets needed to make to solidify themselves. Uh, they finally have a superstar in there. Now they have someone around. And next to Sam Darnold, they can help with his development. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, man, if this is the guy that's on the field and he's anywhere close to what he was in Pittsburgh, the Jets just got... Probably the best player available this this uh, offseason alongside him and then Antonio Brown, which was a trade, obviously. But you look at that, and the Jets win big here. This is a big buy for me. Big Mike. I buy because they had to get him, like those guys said. So it was a necessity. My big question for him is he hasn't taken a hit in almost two years. It ha- you know, how is he going to react the first react? time he gets hit for real? Not talking training tra- camp. Not, no, not even training camp, a game situation. You know, so that, that that's just the biggest question mark I have for about him. All right, we have two more deals to go through. Next one, also of the New York Jets, inside linebacker C.J. Mosley, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens, five years, $85 million, a lot of money. Buy or sell, gentlemen, C.J. Mosley to the Jets. Oh! Excuse me, I'm sorry. What a shot. Gotta control yourself. (laughs) I mean, it's... (laughs) Florida hit a three-pointer with with one one second second left. left. It's now 76-73 Florida over LSU. That's an eight versus a one. Um, But TJ Mosley, yeah, I like it for the Jets, but I do think that they failed on their one goal that they had to get done the most this offseason was get a pass rusher. So, which they can still do through the draft. Which they can still do. So if they get the pass rusher, then I love the C.J. Mosley deal. But mm-hmm. that's pending on if they get the pass rusher. That's where Anthony Barr spurning the Jets kind yeah, of. Not yeah, not good. Hurts, he set the I bar mean, for it. Yep. It, but I mean, I'm, it'll I'm, cost you less money through the draft anyway, and you're yeah. still going to get a very highly rated player with that number three overall pick. Um, I tentatively buy this one. I'm worried about the money. Um guy like Mosley, who while he's been very productive for the Baltimore Ravens, there's a lot of money to give a linebacker. Still 20. Yeah, I mean, this a is a lot this, of money to give a linebacker. For, for linebackers. Absolutely. He's the highest paid linebacker yep. in the league now. Is he the best linebacker in the league? I don't necessarily think so, but I mean, the Jets were willing to give him that money. I'll buy it in the same way that with Le'Veon Bell, they needed this. I yep. think they needed a guy in the middle of their defense now behind Leonard Williams on the defensive line. Now you have a guy playing linebacker who can make plays for you. And sometimes so, you have to kind mo- of overspend. Mo- most importantly, they had the money to spend. So like you said, yeah, that's you what it is. They they kinda, it. Yeah, you kind of have to overspend sometimes, especially when you it's have like that much the, money. It's like the Giants did a couple years ago when they brought in Vern and they brought in yep. Snacks and they brought in, um, you know, um, Jack Rabbit. It's, yeah. So, you know, when you have it, sometimes you just, gotta, you just spend it. 
Big Mike, burn a hole in your pocket. Yeah. Um, I'm going to sell it just based on the money. The talent's there, players there. But I do think they overpaid, and I'm with Jimmy. I think they needed a pass rusher more than an inside linebacker. So I'm going to sell it for that reason, but, you know, never know. I buy the deal, uh, but like you guys said, pass rusher was a huge need for this team. I'm still waiting for the draft. They got the number three spot. Um, if things go right for them, pass rusher for them in, uh, at the third spot, and I think we we, we can stop talking about that. But uh, for right now. Host is sitting there. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. can only hope. <laughs> Last one, the New York Giants, Golden Tate, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, four years, $37.5 million. I guess sort of, I guess, to replace Odell Beckham Jr., who was traded to the uh, Cleveland Browns. Baccioni, what do you think by yourself? I don't see him as a guy who's necessarily coming in to replace Odell Beckham. Yeah, he's going to be mate probably in that number one spot, but... They're not going to use him the same way they use Odell Beckham because you can't. They're not the same skill set. So yeah. I see I see Golden Tate as a guy who's a reliable receiver. He's getting four out of the last five years. He's gotten um, over 90 catches in the season. Three out of those five years, he's gotten over 1,000 yards. So I see him as a guy who's going to do somewhere between 70, 80 catches and 800 yards around that. I think, yards. I think that's pretty fair, and he's going to be a guy who you can rely on to throw the ball to and get open. I mean, he's a solid NFL. He's a professional receiver. How many touchdowns for him this year? If he gets six, I'd be very happy. Seven would be great. I, but it's just a Saquon Barkley. This is going to be a running team. This is going to be a team revolved around Saquon Barkley getting the ball 35 to 40 times a game. Yep. But Golden Tate's a guy they're going to throw to, and I trust Golden Tate to catch the ball and get open and make smart plays. So I like the move. Folks? Um... I sell it just because they traded Odell Beckham and you have Golden Tate now and you still have Eli Manning playing quarterback. I don't see that. You said the other day you think this could be a quick turnaround. I don't really see the direction of the Giants' turnaround and their rebuild right now. You're asking for a lot to happen for this to be a quick turnaround, a lot of things to fall in your favor. and You got 12 draft picks. I get that, but... I don't understand the who's and ninety million dollars next year. Who's to say they're gonna, they're going to hit on on you know yeah, at least on all those draft picks yeah. and they sign the rest three, of the agency? That's pretty good. You get a high pick next year. and You got ninety million dollars to spend. I understand. Not your the worst optimism. to work with. I understand your optimism as a fan, but I don't understand the direction and what they're going with the fact that that's Eli fine. Manning is still on the roster. Okay, what are you doing with him? There's reports saying today that now the Giants are committed to Eli Manning for the season. So what are you doing with the sixth overall pick? You sign Odell Beckham to a multi-extended, multi-year extended money deal. Trade him just a year later for whatever reason. They said it's not a football decision, so it's obviously something to do with him being off the field. A jackass? Yeah, and then being fed up with it. And then you give Golden Tate a bunch of money, and he literally puts out a video of him dancing saying, show me the money, show me the money, show me the money. And this is a guy who came out a week ago saying he wants to play for a contender and then went ahead and just basically took the Giants' bag. I don't expect much from Golden Tate in a Giants uniform the same way he didn't do much for the Philadelphia Eagles in an Eagles uniform. Um, I don't think he's someone that's going to make Eli Manning any better. So I don't see the positives in the signing. I mean, you needed a guy. I get it. But you paid a lot for Golden Tate. I'm going to sell it. Take Mike. That Now that I've slept on it, I'm going to buy it. Because if you look at the offense Pat Shermer ran in Minnesota, Thielen and Diggs aren't necessarily deep ball threats. They're both more underneath slot guys. So now you have Shepard and Golden Tate where you can run a similar styled offense to what you have in Minnesota. And to Jimmy's point, 
This team's built around Saquon Barkley now. You're going to have to run the ball. And Golden Tate's known to be a very good blocking wide receiver. <clears throat> so I, the money in term is a little out there. But listen, I like it for the Giants. It was a good get. You know, it's he was one of the, I guess, top receivers out there. Uh, he was the, the top receiver. At the current moment, yeah. So signs with the Giants, not a bad get. Still have, uh, like you said, Sterling Shepard. You still have Evan Ingram in there to catch the ball as well. Now you at Golden, at Golden Tate. I mean, we're not expecting anything significant from the New York Giants this year, anyways. So it's not a terrible deal for them. But that does it for it's our a guy. You could throw the ball yeah. to him, allowing him to move the chains. Yeah, absolutely. You could throw to him ten times a game. So I think it's, I think it's a good get. That does it for our buy or sell segment. By the way, before we move on. I mean, it doesn't play in Major League Baseball, but Bryce Harper left yeah, today's right. Phillies game with an ankle injury after being hit in the ankle with a 96-mile-per-hour fastball. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be harping on that for a while. I see what you did there. I hope they are. I see what you did there. Uh, That's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> um, so we're going to go to break. When we come back to start of the 3 o'clock hour and – some trivia to be played. Big Mike, mm. the question master. Ooh. Here on Chalk Talk, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the start of the 3 o'clock hour. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk. I'm Renee Canales. I'm joined in the studio by James Baccioni and our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. Fogarty had practice to go to. Uh, or so, so he claims. I think he was afraid of the loss. Bro. Yeah, I think so. I digress. Because you, you're probably going to get five out of five on this one. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what we're talking about here is trivia. It's not Thursday. It's Friday. But it's Thursday trivia throwdown on a Friday Question master, Big Mike Rifkin, our producer, and in the trenches today, James Baccioni. What's your record? Two and one. Two and one. The two and one, James Baccioni, going up against the one and two, Renee Canales. Oh, you need this game to get back to 500? I do, but I know for a fact I'm going to go to one and three. You say that every <laughs> time. And you usually do lose. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I usually get a question right, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> we'll see, man. All right, so I guess. Any given any Thursday, given Thursday Friday. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm calling the uh, heads or tails in the air. We are going to be using my retainer case. <laughs> Why? Because it has writing. I'm calling it. Oh, you're calling it? Yeah. Okay. No, you all right. Flip it and call it. Are you out of your mind? I did it last week. <laughs> some sort of spin on it. I don't know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the retainer case, there's some writing on the top, blank on the uh. bottom. Obviously, top is heads, bottom is tails. You ready? Give me the top with the writing. Top with the writing. Yeah, it's more top heavy. Top with the writing. Yeah. So you go. Yeah, I'm going. Going first? Of course. All right. So James Bacchioni will be going first. I will be leaving the room. Break a leg. <laughs> like actually, or <laughs> figuratively, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> Big Mike. Yes. Get the music ready. Please. Five questions today, all about hockey. All about the NHL. All about the NHL. So Renee is getting re getting ready to concede this loss 
Uh, I don't know, man. To the form, to to to, to so, our. So wait, if you guys tie and lose, does that make Fogarty the question master next week? Tie or lose? No, I'm the question. Oh, he's no the question master. Hockey. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we either go to we go to the overtime and then we go to the shootout. So. Uh, okay. Cool. And then the winner will be the question master. I've got next week. I've got to watch five hole all the way, man. Yeah. That's where I like to go. All right, <laughs> Big Mike, you ready? No, I'm ready. Look. All right, I'll be I'll be leaving the room. Good luck yeah, to Big Mike. I hope you lose. Okay, thank you. It's a little <laughs> mean. I thought we were all about being kind to one another. No. No. I'm not feeling very warm and welcome right now. <laughs> all right, so today's contestant, Jimmy Baccioni. Jimmy, how are you? Doing all right. Nice to thank Happy to be here. Good. It's Good to have you. Thank you. Thank all right, you. so let's get this show on the road, shall we? I'm ready. Question number one. Name half. So... Half of the original six franchises in the NHL. Toronto, Detroit, Rangers. Correct. Question numero two. Who was the first NHL player to score at even strength on the power play, shorthanded, penalty shot, empty, and an empty net goal? Oh, wait. I actually did not do this for your first one. Yeah, there you go. You. I am Wait. so sorry. Multitasking yeah. is not what I'm good at. <laughs> Repeat number two. Sure. First player to score a goal at even strength on the power play, shorthanded, a penalty shot, and an empty net goal in the same game. Um. Let's see. Gordy Howe. No. Is it so, Wayne? Huh? Is it Wayne? It is not Wayne. Who is it? Mario Lemieux. Ah, okay. Question number three. Who has the most wins in NHL history for a goaltender? Oh, I know this. Um, Martin Brodeur. Correct. <laughs> two for, right, two right. for three. Question four. Who has the record for most goals in their rookie season with 76? Team Mussolini. Correct. Three out of four. And question number five. Who is the only current franchise in the NHL to never win a playoff series? The Columbus Blue Jackets. Correct, Amunda. Four out of five. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, that's good. That was really good. I tried to not make this as hard as you guys tried sometimes. Just because I, Renee said it wasn't everyone's strength, but. Feeling pretty good. You should feel pretty feeling good. Feeling pretty good. I'll go get the loser. <laughs> wow. A lot of trash talk going on here. Wow. Not to say I'm surprised. A lot of trash talk went on beforehand. In comes the challenger. <laughs> Renee? You, you could have. You I didn't never know the hell the rest were going to be, so. That's fine. That's a good point. But I, d I don't spoil things. Oh, I'm ready to lose. Just bring it on. Are you ready? I'll bring it on. All right. Question number one. Bass. <laughs> <laughs> Name half of the original six franchises in the NHL. Uh, Rangers, one. Maple Leafs, two. Red Wings. Very good. good for you. One for one. 
And that's the only question I'm going to get right. <laughs> I bow. No, I did not make these that difficult. This one's hard. This one's hard. Who was the first player to score at even strength on the power play, shorthanded a penalty shot, and an empty net goal in the same game? What? I'll use a hint. He is a current owner of a franchise. Current owner of a franchise. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to know that. Uh, I have no guess on that. You, you don't want to take a shot? Or not any real. I don't really know the owners like that. That's why. All right. I'll give you one more hint. Oh. The blasphemy. <laughs> what? Is this? <laughs> so Illusion. Get- you you want to give a hint? Uh, you know the answer because it was given to you. You want to give the hint? Um... <laughs> no. No? You give it. Okay. He has the same first name. Oh, Mario Lemieux. Oh, oh there God. you go. I was going to say he had gorgeous flow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where else to go, but yes, it's Mario Lemieux. I don't know how I got uh, how I came up with Mario Lemieux. If he but... wins because of that, I swear. This game's <laughs> under protest. <laughs> Fair enough. Who has the most wins in NHL history for a goaltender? Martin Brodeau. Good for you. Three for three. (laughs) Who has the record for most goals in their rookie season with 76? Gretzky? No. Yes. (sighs) Tamu Salani. Son of a... Tamu. All right. Last question. Oh, shit. Here we go. Who is the only franchise, current franchise, to never win a playoff series? Oh. Please stop. <laughs> this is how I concentrate, right? Shut up. No one told you. No one told you how to concentrate. So I got the answer in twelve in eight point eight seconds. That's because no one else was in here but him and I. I'm gonna say the Coyotes. Really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> they went to the Western Conference Finals a few years oh, ago. Shit, you're right. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Son of a yeah. You're right. I was well, close. So Jimmy wins. Yeah, I was close. Give me some applause. What? Give me some applause. No one likes oh, me. I'm sorry. <laughs> What did I tell you before? I'm not multitasker. <laughs> yeah. Moving up to three and one. The leaderboard just gets continues to grow. Don't worry. I'll find my way back next week. Well, I'm I the hope so. Master now. Yeah. I am well, no one knew you. No one knew you're going to make these questions hard as shit. <laughs> Maybe. 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 I mean, your first round of questions was hard as shit, so. <laughs> hey, study up. Hey, man. I didn't do too bad. No, no, no. You did fine. I, I tried not to make them that hard. That was my I end make them goal. Impossible. What? I make them impossible. Yeah, you really do. No, no. I don't. The baseball one I did was easy. You all got like four out of five. Oh, that's right. I forgot you did that one too. Yeah. But that vid- <laughs> the, 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 the video game one. Whoo! Yeah, I was lost in the sauce, man. <laughs> I didn't know where the hell to go. Jeez. So I'm not sure where I'm going to go with this one next week. We'll see. We Just... already did mis- miscellaneous. Ooh, golf. <laughs> oh, I do golf, but. I don't think Fogarty or anybody else knows golf. Do you know golf? I know a little bit. All right. Maybe. Maybe you win our Olympics. Out <laughs> <laughs> <Saturday> of nowhere. <laughs> X Games. X Games. Sean White. Tony Hawk. Yeah. Uh, I would like that. Uh, I would like that. But, yeah. Fo- <sighs> Listen, man. 
You're lucky you got this one on. Maybe I'll do NCAA history. March Madness. Oh, that's interesting. I might do March Madness history. That's appropriate. That's madness. It's madness. It's going to be madness. I'm going to have to do some... uh, some research here and just you know <laughs> yeah so study up on some yeah, March Madness study up. yeah for sure for sure um a little Jets news they officially announced the signing of Brian Poole uh former cornerback of the Atlanta Falcons got mm-hmm. him on a one-year deal um they need quarterback cornerbacks as well so uh, no He's more is Claiborne. In a pool. he is swimming in a pool uh Buster Screen is gone now uh, he's a penalty waiting to happen. Both of them are. Oh, jeez. Buster Screen killed us more than a few times last year. It was just... Oh. So did Tremaine Johnson. Trem- oh, that, dude. <laughs> I can't even say anything about it because he's on his team. So You can say I mean, I could. So. I could bash him. You want but... D. Milner back? Don't ever speak that name on me again. <laughs> Forgot about him. Ah, wait, wait, wait. Wh- which one do you not like more if I were to say D. Milner or Vernon Golston? Oh. D. Milner. <laughs> Vernon Golston was actually on the field. <laughs> D. Milner just couldn't get on the field. Who was the cornerback? Kyle Wilson? Kyle. Oh, from Boise State. Yeah, yeah he worked out. Yeah, big time. Um, and Rex always said during his practice, Kyle looked good today in practice. <laughs> but Kyle he looked terrible in, in the games. Uh, according to Adam Schefter, one other interesting deal on today's trade between the Dolphins and the Titans the Dolphins paid $5 million to Ryan Tannehill, $7 million fully guaranteed money in the form of a signing bonus per source. Soften the blow for the Tennessee Titans. So why couldn't you get more than what you got? They were being nice. Oh, Chris Greer. Chris Greer, you guys better have a plan. You better have a plan. That's all I'm saying to you. Did you hear? Uh, I don't want a quarterback either at 13. Did you, did you hear about J.P. Lossman? Yes, I did see that. Did you see that, Jim? What? Um, former Buffalo Bills quarterback, J.P. Lawsman. Nice. I guess he's an offensive coach in college. And people, <laughs> there's some NFL people that actually saw him throw. And one of them went up to him and offered him. A, he's like, do you, want a, do you want a chance to come back to the NFL and be a quarterback? He's like, hell no. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last time he threw the ball in the NFL was 2011. Eight and, years ago. And probably was an interception. <laughs> wow. This that, ain't Nate the Peterman. You know that, right? No, I know, but the Bills have had a history of pretty poor quarterbacks. J.P. Lossman, uh, Trent Edwards. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, don't talk about Fitzmagic like that. Oh, I already did. He still has a great beard. Almost like the Jets. I never playoffs. liked his beard. Wow. It's a terrible beard. What? You're you're just mad about week seventeen a couple of years ago still, aren't you? Of course, I'm going to be mad. Oh, about Russell it. Wilson joined the Yankees today. Yeah, yeah, he was on the uh, he was on the bench there. He's going to get one at bat before the spring training ends, watch just like get, he did last watch year. Watch him get plunked. He was <laughs> he was he went in, he went he hit one out of the uh, infield last year, so I'm happy with that. I mean, he's a professional baseball player. <laughs> he's probably asking around what New York is like for when uh, your Giants trade for him next year, man. Yeah. <laughs> Are you he more? He says I want to quote Russell Wilson. He says I want a Super Bowl there. I like New York. I love the Yankees. <laughs> Obviously, New York is a special city. We love New York, but Seattle's home for us. We've been there a long time. Well, so it's not ruling out the possibility. He loves New York. He's just being politically correct at the end there. 
<laughs> I shouldn't have read that last part. <laughs> He's talking about him and his wife, Sierra, of course. Oh, man. Sierra. Because he was asked if it, was, if it would be fun to play in New York, and he says he loves New York. That's all I'm taking out of that. I love New York, too. Thus wasn't the Giants. Thus meaning, yeah. <laughs> New York, the New York Giants have officially traded for Russell Wilson. Then the Seahawks' new quarterback, Matt Flynn. Oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> In a world where Matt Flynn returns for all the money he was given. You want to, for a guy who who really only played one game, he got himself a shit ton of money. Yeah, God. Whoo. Yikes. What a scam that was. Him, um, what's his name from Arizona right now? Josh Rosen? No. Backup. Bradford. Bradford? Bradford, Sam Bradford. He's another one. What about Matt Castle? Matt, oh, man, well, Matt Castle had that one good year uh, okay, when but, Tom Brady got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and, then he got a big and, deal with Kansas City. Yeah, that's true. And now he's a career back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Huh? Folks know us all about Matt Castle. Folks know us about Kitna. <laughs> Kyle Castle. Orton. Kyle Orton. <laughs> Jesus. With that being said, we're going to go to break, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll be back. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. There we there go. I'm good. good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to the ice. Dive on in. Dive in. Dive in. Take it to the chow. Two minutes diving. 87. <laughs> 87. Pittsburgh. Two minutes diving. Wes McCauley. <laughs> NHL playoff races are definitely heating up Heating up now. There's a few games left in the season. This Metropolitan Division, I was just reading over the, uh, over the standings. It is tight. And the West itself is tight as hell. The entire Western Conference. Yeah, it is. It's getting really good. So... Where do you want to jump in first? You want to you want to stay local real quick. Look at the New York Islanders and their chances of possibly winning this Metropolitan Division. I mean, they're down. They're they're way two points from the Washington Capitals at eighty nine points right now. The Capitals at ninety one. Uh, Islanders just won. There's they're, they've actually won back to back games. They beat the uh, Blue Jackets on Monday two nothing, and then they beat the Canadiens last night two to one. Um, they got the Red Wings coming up on Saturday and the Wild on Sunday. So. That should be a – the Red Wing game should be a win. I mean, yeah, last night they pulled out a good win. I think it was under two minutes left. Anders Lee gets a goal uh, to put them up 2-1. But mm-hmm. the thing great is – Great pass was, by yeah, Barzell. Great pass. But the thing is, Washington wins as well. And Washington's 8-2 and two in their last 10, and they just keep streaking. So the Anders are winning. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. They're playing good hockey. But the Capitals right now are playing like that Stanley Cup Capitals team that we all know. Yeah. And it's tough. And Pittsburgh Penguins are coming in yeah, and playing just hot. as hot of hockey. So, yeah. And we know the Penguins. I wouldn't I – would, Everyone says their defense is terrible, but I don't know. With that offense, man, that power play, I'd never want to play the Pittsburgh Penguins in a playoff series. The way Crosby's scoring right now, the way Geno's playing at, at the same time, I mean, this team is on all cylinders firing. Uh, but I, in the Islanders' case, going into the season, their, their biggest question mark, I would say, would probably be goalie, right? Mm-hmm. And look how, they, look how the goaltending has really gotten them to this point. I mean, the way Thomas Grice is playing, the way uh, Robin Leonard is playing – 
I mean, you can really count on these guys to really get you through a game, and 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 that's pretty much what what happened on Monday with the Blue Jackets and last night as well against the Canadiens. I mean, their goal their goaltending is outstanding. So, and Mitch Corn's done a really good job. They brought him over from Washington uh, along with Barry Trotz, and he's done great work. Is Leonard back from the injury? Uh, Grice played Grice, last Grice night. Played last night. I think Grice also played Monday night. Yeah, I think Le- Le- Grice Le- played Monday night. Le- I got run into by Kachuk. Uh, I, I think sounds, Le- like a, sounds like a Kachuk. <laughs> I think Leonard's been practicing. I, I don't think he's played yet, but yeah. you really can't pull Grice the way he's yeah. played right now. No, yeah, I mean, they've had two high goaltenders the entire season. That's what we've always said about the Islanders for all these years. They could score goals, but they have no defense. They have no goaltending. Yeah. Now they're finally getting that goaltending, and we see the wins racking up. Yeah. Taking but, a look at, uh, but, but go, if we stick on the Islanders for a sec, oh, go, go, yeah, go for it. I mean, look at all these powerhouses that they have to go, that they have to play against in order to get to that was, next level. I was just about to can say, they the beat a Washington? Are, can they, they beat the Penguins? Can they beat the Lightning, the Bruins, the Maple Leafs? I mean, these teams are. There's a lot of good teams in the East that I'm not too sure the Islanders have what it takes to beat these guys in a seven game well, series. Well, what I what I would say, what I would counter with that, um, speaking about the Capitals. The Capitals have three games remaining against the Lightning. So, and, and I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. The Capitals have been playing outstanding down the stretch here, especially. But, I mean, the Lightning are just... The Lightning are the class of the NHL. Exactly. So, three games remaining there. Uh, that Their next one is actually on Saturday against the Lightning. Um, th- those are games that, if the Capitals lose, the Islanders need to capitalize on. And that would bounce them, obviously, into the first position in the Metropolitan Division. But... If they continue to play, like you said, six and four in their last ten games, if they continue on this winning streak here that they won two in a row, is it is if is it easy to not easy to say, but is it you know can they win this division? They do you can. see do you see it happening? Of course they can. They're only two points out from the from the division lead right now. I mean these are just as these are massive games for the Capitals as well yeah. against Tampa Bay to prove that they can play with them and continue this recent success that they have. I think they're playing Tampa Bay at the perfect time, if you would ask me, or you would ask them. Um, they got three with the Lightning, two against the Hurricanes. I mean, the Hurricanes are a team who are 8-2 in the last 10 as well. And they're right there on the uh, second yeah. wild card. Game. I mean, are the Hurricanes a team that could beat these upper echelon teams? No, I don't believe that. No, but, but they do have the longest streak in the NHL yeah. without making the playoffs. So They're a good team. Pittsburgh? I- what about Pittsburgh? Do you see them crawling back into? I mean, they're only it's four a, points it's out. It's a three-team but... race. Here's the thing: whoever wins the division gets a break because two and three who have to play each other. It's gonna be tough. That's a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pittsburgh, Washington, in the first round. You're talking about a Stanley Cup favorite mm-hmm. being ousted in the first round. For for the Penguins, they have the Blues coming up on Saturday, but they also have matchups against the Predators. Uh, lingering, they got two against the Predators, two against the Hurricanes. Um, still playing the Rangers at one, at, you know, one more time uh, on the 25th of March. This race is going to come down to the wire, possibly to the last game, maybe last two, three games of the season for the Metropolitan Division. Um, let's look at the uh, Atlantic. Tampa Bay's running away with that 112 I mean, points. The Bruins leaps. Looks like it looks like we're going to get is destined yeah. for the first round matchup. Yeah. What a hell of a first oh, round matchup! That's hard hitting. Be. Oh my oh, goodness! Geez. Have you seen the trolling Brad Marchand has done to the Toronto Maple Leafs? No. Uh, regarding Mitch Marner. No. Uh, so the Bruins were in Toronto. I think this was about two weeks ago or something. And they were talking about contracts and stuff. And uh, someone asked Marshand about how much he thinks Mitch Marner should make. 
And he goes, oh, he should make 15 a year, 16 a year, whatever. And, he, and the Toronto media goes on and he talks about it. And he'll go on Twitter and go, hey, Toronto media or whatever. Why are, you know, he's just trolling them because yeah. that's what they're talking about now. So he's trying to lure Mitch Marner out of Toronto by out overpricing. <laughs> wow. Tampering? <laughs> It'd be tampering in the NBA. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Um, wild card scenarios. So we have the Carolina Hurricanes in, fr- in the first wild card spot at 83 points. The Blue Jackets in 80 w- with 81 in the second spot. And the Canadians with, and the Canadians with 81 as well. Um, how do you see this one playing out? I mean, because this is also down to the stretch. If the Blue Jackets don't get into the playoffs with all those moves they made at the deadline, I mean, that's going to be a massive disappointment. We just talked about a team that's never won a playoff series. Cleaning cleaning house in the sense of coaching staff, front office maybe. I I don't know about Coaching staff, yes, I think so. Coaching staff, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say front office either because the moves they made were kind of moves that they put, had to make. Yeah, they were decent moves. They weren't like head scratchers. They got good deals and they made moves that they were trying to make this playoff push, but it just, for whatever reason, hasn't worked out. But I, you can't say just because it hasn't worked out, they weren't the right moves at the time. Right. I, I would say this about Columbus because I'll fast forward through the playoffs. If they don't make it or whatever, and their offseason starts early. Knowing what Panarin and Bobrovsky are probably going to walk. That's the one thing that I would say they might have tra- probably should have traded Panarin. That's where but, I'm going. But, and Bobrovsky, I think they could have. But if you re-sign Duchesne, maybe it makes you feel a little bit better about where you're at. But chances, that, chances, chances of that actually happening? I don't know. I, I don't know what Duchesne's market is right now. I mean, a lot of teams could use a, a center who can – who could be a top-line center and score. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he'd be – the for the player he is, I mean, the Islanders could be a team who looks at him in, in the offseason. Um, I still – I've always said I think Carolina would have been a great fit for him as well. So he's an interesting guy to watch where we pretty much know where the market's going to be on a Bobrovsky and Panarin. We don't know Duchesne's market yet. Right. I mean, the Blue Jackets coming off a big win at seven seven goals they scored against the Bruins. They beat them on Tuesday. They got the Hurricanes tonight at seven, so that's a massive game for them Is that tonight. Game in Carolina or Columbus? It's in Columbus. Well, and they got the yeah. Bruins again tomorrow. The Flames, the Oilers, the Canucks, the Islanders, and the Canadians. And it, just to, for a couple, uh, so. I mean, winnable games. I mean, the Bruins, Flames are tough, but the Oilers are beatable. The Canucks are beatable. The Islanders, if you want to get into the playoffs, you got to beat them. And the Canadians, yeah. that game is going to be massive next week. So, I mean, this is the Blue Jackets really can write their own ship if they just win it out. But 5-5 five and five in their last 10, they definitely tried to put together the team to make the run. They just got to do it. And the Hurricanes, like you said, 8-2 and two over the last 10 games. Big uh, game tonight. Big, Yeah, it's huge. 7 o'clock, and if anybody wants to watch it, they – ESPN Plus has it. You can watch it on there. Um, but just look at their schedule a little bit. The Sabres, they got the Penguins, the Lightning, Wild, Canadians, uh, two against the Capitals, Flyers, and the Penguins. I mean, you know, and, and they have two games in hand over the um, – Blue Jackets? No. no Penguins? No, no um, over the Canadiens. So, uh. And one game in hand over the Columbus Blue Jackets. So that plays, that plays to their favor. Yeah. Uh, so – 
the the cards are in the hands of the Hurricanes right now as to whether they're going to continue yeah, in this first wild card spot. Wild they control yeah. that spot with that game in hand, two games in hand over both the the Blue Jackets and the and the Canadians. Uh, all right, so let's take a look over at the Western Conference because things are hot over there as well. Uh, nice. The Central, you got the Winnipeg Jets in first place at eighty six points, and the Nashville Predators with eighty five, and they're in second place. Dallas in third with seventy nine. That central division is pretty good. Winnipeg made the tra- made some trades at the deadline. They got Kevin Hayes, obviously from the New York Rangers, um, and the Nashville Predators made moves. Wayne Simmons. They got Brian Boyle. Um, how do you see that one playing out? Do you see them swapping places at the end of the season, or do you see Winnipeg obviously win or uh, finally winning this uh, central division, locking it up? I think Nashville will win the central. I like Winnipeg's makeup, but Kevin Hayes has struggled a little bit since being acquired there. And, and But if Winnipeg's going to want to win the division, they're going to need Patrick Lyonet to step up and do He's had a the, very inconsistent year. Last night. Yeah, he's had an inconsistent <laughs> year. And they need Connor Hellebuck to step up. He, yeah. he had a really nice breakout year last year for Winnipeg. This year he's been up and down also. So he, he got him to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, he did. Most wins in a season for an American-born goalie last year. So Didn't he win the Vezina? No, no, Vasilevsky did. Jimmy, what? Your thoughts on the, uh, on the Central Division? I mean, the Central's pretty crazy. I mean, you can't really count out any of these. Teams. No, you really even can't. The, I mean, <laughs> even the Dallas Stars. The Dallas, Dallas, you can't count well, them Dallas out. Stars are in third place right now with seventy nine, tied with the Blues, and that third spot gets you in. So, I mean, the Blackhawks have won four in a row. They're a team who've been reeling all Surge. season. Somehow, putting together the wins the last month. I mean, they got seventy one points. They're only eight out with a bunch to go. So. I mean, are they realistically a team that could sneak into that three spot? Yeah, maybe. The Central is that wild right now. And uh, if the Blackhawks get in, you no don't want to. No pun intended with the wild. Yeah. <laughs> if the Blackhawks get in, you don't want to play them. No, no because, because of how. Listen, Patrick Kane is playing out of his freaking mind right now. Well, not, not even Jonathan Taze is playing well. Yeah. I mean, their supporting cast is playing well. Uh, DeBrinket is playing good. Oh, DeBrinket's had a great I mean, year. The, oh. I'm a stud. He went to the, went in the second round. Yeah, I mean, th- these guys are playing really, really good. And just the way they've been able to put wins together since they fired their head coach uh, er, late last year. They fired him, in, I believe it was in December of 2018, didn't they? Yeah, it was during the yeah, season. Yeah, during the yeah. season. I mean, the way they've been able to reel off these wins the last two two months of the season, where they able where they were able to get themselves back into the wild card conversation, I mean, it's I been mean, outstanding. And five of their next couple games, I'm looking at their schedule coming up a little bit. They get they're playing against the likes of Colorado twice, the the Jets, the Blues, the Stars, the Predators. They I got mean, these are all games. Rivals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My goodness. These are, teams, these are games where you have opportunity to get two points and hold a team Absolutely. to getting zero. So you're only going to climb up. Absolutely. I mean, and. But they have to try and avoid, and I know it's tough because the parity in the seat. But they have to try and avoid the overtimes. They can't. Yeah, the they, they can't. Kill yeah, they can't that's give up where points. I hate one point for overtime and for loss, but that's for story for another day. <laughs> All <laughs> All right. It's just because the Rangers are one in what one in nine. Yeah, you know, one in tie. ten, I think it is, or some know. shit like that. I don't mind ties in hockey, but I'll get into that some other time. <laughs> Not the, right now. The Pacific Division, which is also tight, but it's it's between the top two teams. They keep flip-flopping, like, game in and game out. The San Jose Sharks lead that with 94 points. The Calgary Flames are in second with 93. And then the Golden, Golden uh, Vegas Golden Knights have 81. So they're, you know, they're out of the conversation for winning the division, but they are in contention for that third spot. they got to be very careful. Um, Pacific Division, 
San Jose and Calgary, how do you see that one playing out? Because, I mean, both teams are playing some lights-out hockey this year. Uh, San Jose is always in the conversation, always in the conversation. They just, you know, they got to that Stanley Cup final against the Pittsburgh Penguins a few years ago. Bless you, sir. Um, But, you know, other than that, they haven't really been able to get over the hump. Mm -hmm. Can they do it this year? Do you see a way in which they can do that? But first, it starts off with winning the Pacific Division. I could see them winning the West. They have the depth to do it. Mm. Uh, I love the addition of Gus Nyquist from Detroit at the deadline. Evander Kane, who they were able to re-sign last year. Kazoon tight. Kazoon tight. <laughs> uh, Martin Jones has been consistent. They need to get Eric Carlson back. They're mm-hmm. hoping to get him back before the playoffs. I could see a way San Jose gets to the cup final. Oh. I don't think they will. Evander Kane, by the way. Oh my God! Rough that's story. such this... a sad story. Yeah. Have you not? Have you heard? No. He had a 16 month or 20, was it 16, 26 month old daughter passed, passed away. away. Yeah. It's a shame. Yikes. Yeah, it's tough. And y- you oh. know uh, for a fact that his head's not really in the game. Obviously. He hasn't played, so he's been. And it's not going him. to be in the game. Um, once he comes back, time, you know they'll give yeah. him as much space as they can. Uh, that's definitely a tough situation. Um, that's a big piece that they lose right there. I I, I believe so. Uh, but could be a rallying cry. It could be. It could be for sure. But um, Calgary. Any way you see them winning this Pacific Division? You want to take Calgary? No, you can do Calgary. All right. They do. Their last game of the season is against is against the Sharks. Oh man, that that might be with the well. Calgary's probably going to get two points tonight. They play the Rangers, so. Uh, <laughs> They've had good goaltending, and, and they've got depth scoring. The, their question to me has always been... The John God, man. Oh, my God. Johnny Hockey. That performance he put on the other night against Four, the... Oh, was it three goals, three assists oh, that he had? Oh, lights out, man. Oh, he was fantastic. Johnny Goudreau is a solid... Oh, one hell of a player. I, I mean, points. If, he had six points in the game. He's got 90 points this year. Yeah. <laughs> if Nikita Kucherov wasn't running away with MVP... Mm-hmm. Johnny, Johnny Goudreau would right be out there. there. Well, Johnny Goudreau probably like a second. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, a far away second. I but mean, you got Goudreau who could be in the conversation. Patrick, Patrick Kane, Kane should David be in the put up 100. You, Oilers are such a disappointment, well, Oilers though. Are so but that's the, that, that's the thing. I think that's what keeps him sort of out of it. I mean, uh, Nikita Kucherov so is probably is going to end up winning that MVP yeah, award anyways. But but just the this, the disappointment of a season that the, that the Edmonton Orioles have had. And I mean... We say it every year. Every single every year. year. Every single year. And they always draft the top of the, top of the NHL draft. Usually getting the ones or the twos. Can't seem to The guys they bring in correlate. never pan out. No. And, and they overpay for guys. Milan Lucic is making how much money? Six or seven million dollars? He's got what? Four goals on the he's season? He's got like 11 <laughs> points and he's a minus 17. <laughs> I mean, I, I know Leon Dreisaitl's got 40 goals, but he's not worth the money they've given him. Come on. And they shipped out Cam Talbot this year over to the well, uh, that that to the Flyers. Fine. Cam Talbot wasn't playing well anyway. No, he wasn't. So the, they need a goalie. They need guys to go with McDavid. And, you know, McDavid's not going to request out no. of anything either because <sighs> he's too modest. He's twenty, twenty one. Mm-hmm. I mean, geez, he's so young. I forget how young he is, but it feels like he's been in the league forever. Yeah, three straight years of hundred plus points, and the Oilers don't matter. Nope. Wild card. Now, this is where it gets very, very interesting. You got the St. Louis Blues in that first wild card spot with 79 points. The Coyotes at 77, holding the second spot with Minnesota and, and uh, 
Colorado and Chicago right behind them. We spoke about Chicago to see if they could possibly make that run. They can't, get, they can't leave points on the board. But close to the Minnesota Wild, uh, their coach said, we are making the playoffs this year. Pretty much mm-hmm. guaranteed that they were going to. Right now, they are three points out of that last wild card spot. How do you see this wild card situation shaping up in the West? I think it stays where it is. I think it's the Blues, and I think it's the Coyotes. The Coyotes are exciting. What right a now, story, man. man. What a story. The, One of the worst teams last year to jump up to what they are now. And think about all the games missed. for The guys. injuries. Auntie Ranta's Out not for the playing. season, right? Yeah. Michael Grabner's missed time with an eye issue. He's finally back. Derek Stepan's missed now time. out with a broken wrist. But they find a way. They find a way. And they're fun. They're young, and they're fun to watch. Although I think they should wear the throwbacks all the time. Because it's amazing. Those are beautiful. Oh, with the dude on it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Those are pretty. I saw it on uh, on Instagram there, on the NHL Instagram. That was pretty sick. They're, they're fun. I love to see the Coyotes get into the playoffs. Yeah, no, I I, I could see the Coyotes making a, uh, staying, winning, winning that second wild card because they're – one of the hottest teams in hockey right now. We talk about the Blue, the the Blackhawks. The Coyotes are just right there in terms of hot hockey teams. So twelve and I'll two. I'll be rooting for them. Yeah, I mean they're a fun team to watch. Good young team. Not a step on fan anymore. Still, but <laughs> 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 but sure, why not? I mean, surprise the, run the wild, from somebody. The Wild, I feel like are just are just a mediocre hockey team, and they've been playing mediocre hockey the entire season. I don't think they're going to go on any sort of run. Yeah, I, I think they're just going to keep being that five hundred sort of team that they always are. And. The big guys, the Eric Stalls, the Zach Priestes, yeah, they're having nice years, but it's just the supporting cast. The, no, Isn't those it? guys are older, so that mix of young and old, it just hasn't meshed for a whole year. And they get, Devin, a, they get he, a Koivu back; he's ancient, right? Koivu's out for the year now. You know, uh, no one knows when Matt Dumba's coming back off his injury. Yeah, part. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he is. Yeah, right. And so, if they miss the playoffs, Bruce Boudreaux, we'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think he's. I, I mean, you can't, you can't make that statement and then miss the playoffs. It's true. You can't do it. You can't pull a Namath and lose. All right, so playoff scenarios now that, you know, we, we spoke about these divisions. How do you see the playoff scenarios uh, lining up? Uh, let's say Eastern Conference. Let's start with the Eastern Conference first. How do you see those lining up? All right, I'm going to pick the Caps to win the Metro. Okay. So you'll get Penguins-Islanders in the first round. Yeah, good, pretty, pretty that, good that series. series. You know what the Atlantic is already because Boston, Toronto is not going to. And then the wild card, I'll go Carolina, Columbus for the wild cards. I got the exact same thing. Same thing. Exact same thing. Islanders, Penguins, Capitals uh, will play the Blue Jackets for that second. And uh, Tampa Bay will play the Hurricanes. And we're going to get Maple Leafs and Bruins. And I think those are all pretty fun matchups. I think that the, the, the matchup that most stands out to me there would obviously be the Maple Leafs and the Bruins. Islanders Penguins is pretty fun too. I, yeah, I I understand that, but I don't know the, the the Maple Leafs the year that you know, with all the signings they've made, you know the extensions that they have, John Tavares coming over, and then the Boston Bruins. Yeah, that will be the, that will be the dirtiest one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I was going for. And as hockey fans, we like some dirty. You know, we like some dirty hockey there as well. So uh, Central uh, Western uh, Western Conference. How do you see that one lining up? All right, so the Central, I think, will be Nashville, Winnipeg, St. Louis. Nashville, Winnipeg, St. Louis. Okay. 
Right. The Pacific's going to be San Jose, Calgary, Vegas, so it'll stay the same. Mm -hmm. And then Dallas and Arizona get the wild cards. All right, so you would have uh, Winnipeg playing against the the Blues. Right, Winnipeg and the Blues. Winnipeg playing the Coyotes. Nashville playing the Coyotes. No, 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 no. San Jose playing the Coyotes. uh, San Jose. And then Nashville would play. And then Nashville playing Arizona. No, Dallas. Dallas, excuse me, sorry. Yes. (laughs) That's not bad. Jimmy? I'll say that the, the, the two... The, the the two three games are we're gonna get the Preds and the Stars, oh, this and I'll say we're gonna get the Sharks and the Knights in the first round of that one. I say the Flames Ooh. win the Pacific. Okay, I think the Jets win the Central. My wild cards, I'm gonna say the Jets are gonna play. The Jets are gonna win out. I got the, the Jets. The Jets are gonna play the, the second wild card team. They're gonna play. I want to say the Blackhawks. Oh, <laughs> oh, Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. Because that's you're how not. hot the Chicago Blackhawks have been. I feel like the Blackhawks have this run in them right now. I mean, just simply the way, simply because the way they've been playing hockey the last month, month and a half. I don't, I don't. I kind of want to say the Hawks right now. I don't see that scenario playing out, but that would be shocking. I'm going, I'm going and on a fun. limb. I'm going. I'm, I'm being crazy. I'm doing shocking it. Shocking and fun. Jets, Blackhawks, and then the, the Flames will have the most points. They win the West. I got them playing the Blues. So Coyotes barely missing out. Coyotes miss out. Oh, man. What hell of a story that would be if the Blackhawks find their way into the second wildcard spot. What a, what a story that would be. I can see the Coyotes making it over the Blues, though, because that's a tough one. But I'll pick the Blues right now just because I like the more veteran. They're a better team, yeah. yeah. And just, just to m- mind you, if – in case you guys have missed out, the Chicago Blackhawks have 71 points right now. The last wild card spot, which is the Arizona Coyotes, 79. have 77. And the Blackhawks just thumped the Coyotes Monday night in Chicago. Yeah, seven, what was seven, seven And I just see the Blackhawks have all a bunch of marain, remaining games left against <laughs> these central teams. They're going to have a chance to climb up those standings real quick. Woof. So that's how I see it. Boy. Boy, oh boy, we'll oh see. boy. I mean, be a crazy story. Is it too early for Stanley Cup predictions? I mean, a little bit. I'm going. I mean, it's the Lightning's to lose. I can't pick against the Lightning right now. Although What'd Washington's say, putting a up. I think Washington. We're going to find out in these next three games they have against each other uh, what the Capitals are made of. So once this entire situation is fixed out, all the divisions are locked up, the uh, two three matchups are locked up. We'll give our predictions on the on, on the uh, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. That's that's fun, man. That's some, one of the most fun times of the year, May June especially. You got playoffs and you got baseball season. Oh, man. Man, I can't wait. I really can't wait for this to really, really start going. Uh, but that is the end of the road for us here, ladies and gentlemen. It's been another wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in. For James Baccioni, John Fogarty, who's out of the room, and our producer, Big Mike Griffin. I'm Renee Canales. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back on Monday, same time, every single day, 2 to 4 p.m., here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We hope you have a wonderful weekend and stay safe. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.